Welcome to the Hello Seattle podcast, a local perspective on living in and moving to Seattle. Yeah, we're excited to introduce you to people, places, and communities that make living in our hometown special. Hello, Seattle. I'm your host, Zach McDonald. And I'm your host, Dan Keller. And today, you guys, this is going to be an incredible episode. It's going to be shorter than usual. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about you. In fact, well, I do know about you because we've talked about this before. This content that we're going to produce today in my world, in the mortgage industry, when I do a uh, year in review and then predictions for the next year, every December, it's my most watched and most commented on video. And I know it's yeah, the same, same in your world. Yeah, same. Typically people want to hear, hey, how's the market doing? Or how did the market do? And then how is the market going to do? And I mean, neither of us actually have a crystal ball. I wish we did. We would make a lot of people rich, including ourselves. But it is information that we are constantly digesting. We're in the real estate and mortgage space. And yeah. I think there's a lot of good data that we can share and give real educated predictions. Well, so here's what I know about you. I know you do the Seattle real estate market updates. Do you do those mm -hmm. weekly or monthly? Yeah, I have a weekly version and then I have a monthly okay, version. So yep. when you're in data and in the trenches oh, every yeah. single day, every single week, it's really easy to keep a pulse on the market and then also mm -hmm. kind of predict the movement of the market with For sure. with the economy that we're in, with what rates are doing. And it's similar, it's the same thing in the mortgage industry. We're tied to the economy. And so mm -hmm. one of the things I love most about this too, Zach, is all of these predictions that we do, I've been doing them since 2014. You can go back and- I think I was like 2017 or something like that. Yeah. yeah, you can go back and watch them. And for the most part, what you'll see if you go back and watch a lot of mine, I'm very, very financially conservative. So I'm never like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, rates are gonna do this, or oh my gosh, the market's gonna do this. And that conservative nature has served me really well in the advice mm -hmm. that I give. So last year, we were coming out of really, really, really low rates, and we yep. experimented, high, we experienced, excuse me, high rates for the first time in a long time. Yeah, and like a lot high rates, right? The rates really were- high. 20 year high type of rates. Yeah, 2022. So I believe it was May of 2022. We literally went from the threes to the upper fives <laughs> overnight. Yep. And then end of 2022, they were knocking on the door of the mid sixes, kind of like where they're at right now. And so yeah, similar. a lot of the predictions for 2023 were that rates were going to go up in Q1 and then by Q2, Q3, inflation would be under control and they'd come back down. Yeah, not well, happened so far. That didn't happen. <laughs> but rates are back down to where they were at least. Yeah, we were off by about a year. So kind of jumping into this now, yeah, mortgage wise, the big predictions from Mortgage Bankers Association, National Association of Realtors, mm -hmm. a lot of the bigger companies, Zillow, a lot of their predictions were that yes, by the middle of 2023, the government by raising the Fed rate so aggressively, mm -hmm. we're going to beat down inflation or control inflation enough. Mm -hmm. And then because of that, mortgage rates would start coming down. Well, we started to see this just this last month in November. Okay, so finally, the predictions were right. They were just off by yep. about five or six months-ish. Timing-wise so, was wrong. Yeah, I mean, let's, while we're on this, let me just go back and kind of, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm gonna throw this up on the screen. If you're mm -hmm. listening to this, I'll just give you a really great description. So great, here's a great depiction of what happened this last year. January of 2023, Rates were at about 30 year fixed rates were right at about 6%. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Okay. The highest they got this year was in September. They got to 7.9. In fact, I can tell you they got a little bit higher than that, depending on credit score. So didn't they get a little program. bit over eight even? Yeah, we had to lock a couple of rates in the, or a couple of rates in the low eights. Um, so the lowest they were, were in January at about six. But get this, you guys, right now in December of 2023, we're right around 6.5. So all in all, started in the low sixes, ended in the mid, but what happened in between was constant low to mid sevens all year long. Can you say roller coaster though? Look at that. I mean, if you're on YouTube, (laughs) look at this. That's kind of a roller coaster, isn't it? I'm looking at your screen. That is a roller coaster ride. But the cool thing is it's not one of the ones that make you nauseous where you're going up and then you're coming straight down. This one was kind of just... It kind of looks like that at the end of the year though. So if you look at the end of the year, it looks like you're on one of those that just kind of has a drop off, right? Because it's been quite a drastic drop from where we were when we were up towards the eights. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw right here in August Mm -hmm. to September rates went, that's where we went from about a slow chug all the way up and then it's been a little bit of a... And then boom, down, down, down the, the last, last couple of days specifically yeah. even was like, we went from in the sevens to mid sixes all of a so sudden. So let's talk about that. Why? And then we'll transition over to real estate yeah. for 2023 and then we'll get into predictions. But yeah. the reason why Zach just said that specifically over the last couple of weeks, let's just say three weeks, we've seen rates come back down and come down mm-hmm. really, you know, there, some would say that we've seen the, the greatest decline in rates. Um, in over 40 years, just in the shorter period of time. And the reason and for that's that- significant. Yeah, bit, very mm-hmm. significant. The reason for that was the Fed came out about a month ago, the Fed chairman, and he said, we are going to cut the Fed rate in 2024 by 2.75 points. That doesn't mean that 30-year fixed rates would drop by 2.75 points. That means the Fed funds rate would drop by 2.75 points. Now, the Fed funds rate does indirectly impact mortgages. So but when, why? But why? But why are they telling us that? What be, do they think is happening? Because they've ris- they've raised the Fed rate so high to control inflation, and they did it so aggressively. They did it. So inflation Boom. now the inflation numbers came back over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. showing that we're pulling back. Okay, which is good. Okay, mm-hmm. so then the Fed came out a few days ago and said that we're going to make. Instead of being so aggressive, we're going to make three rate cuts in 2024. Yep. So that helped the market again. But here's the mm, here's the gray area, and here's the dangling the carrot, if you will, that the Fed will do. And to this investors. is really important. This is important. Three rate cuts in 2024 means a billion different things, Zach. It could mean 2.75 over the three rate cuts. It could be 2.75 and one rate cut. You see what I'm saying? Or it could be like, what, 0.75 total? It could be a quarter (laughs) per rate cut. It could be 1% per rate cut. You don't know. And so, but what they're, the message that they're sending to us, the consumers, investors, Wall Street, the government, other countries is, we're going to have to speed up the economy in 2024 because we've done a doozy. We've really slowed it down. And guys, I'm going to kind of go off, off record here, off track and go, you need to understand what I mean by the government slowed down. They really crippled the economy right now for the first time in American history in the United States of America, we have North of a trillion dollars in credit card debt. Mm. I read a Newsweek article the other day, and this is sad. 50% 50% of Americans right now are at least 30 days delinquent on an auto loan or a credit card. Won't come again. 50% of Americans right now are at least 
30 days delinquent. We're talking a 30 day late on your credit report. 30 days delinquent Ouch. on a car loan or a credit card. Ouch. So Americans are strapped right now. And what they've done is they didn't do a good job. What they did is they kept up their free spending habits mm -hmm. when money was cheap, when the economy was flowing, mm -hmm. when things got more expensive, Americans kept spending. And sadly, they're paying for it right now. And the government are seeing these stats that I just gave to you. And so they're going to be tapering. They're going to be providing some, you know, a little bit more, I want to say more affordable rates, but they're going to be pulling back on, on the, on the tightening. So yeah, that's something to look forward to in 2024, but let's stay in 2023. Yeah, relative let's, to real let's estate. finish up in 2023. Mm -hmm. I like that. So talking about real estate, right? You talked about these updates that I do. And I think the weekly updates, I started these mid 2022. So I've been doing them now over a year and I realized how important the weekly updates are. And when the market's not moving and shifting as much, it didn't seem important, but I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that the weekly look gives a lot greater depth, right? And you can see things changing yeah. At, yeah. A, at a quicker rate. So this year we talked about how the market was slowing down. We were seeing a free fall. There was a lot of fear. That's how the year started. Yeah. And prices were down considerably from their all time highs and as we wrap up the year, looking at November's numbers, so we still have a month to go, but I think they're going to be similar. We're seeing a 3.4% year over year increase in Snohomish County mm. from the end of the year. So at the end of last year to now, or at least November to November, 3.4% up in King County, 7.8%. Wow. So even with yeah. all the craziness with rates, you talked about the rate roller coaster that we've mm -hmm. been on this year. Mm-hmm. The housing markets in the Seattle area are up year over year from where they were. And a lot of the predictions, mm -hmm. right, from some of the bigger companies, we were talking about this uh, off camera yeah. and off mic. They were coming in saying we were going to have some small, small adjustments for the, the nation, right? Yeah, like Case Schiller was one of the big ones. That's the mm -hmm. one that government puts a lot of weight on. They were predicting, yep. and they were very, very kind of, I guess, a little bit more liberal on this. They were predicting about 4% year over year. In my world, the FHFA, that mm -hmm. they kind of backed the mortgage industry. They were like really out there. They were saying approximately six. Um, Zillow was saying two, so they were really pulling back. Yeah, CoreLogic's also another one yep. that's you know pretty heavily quoted in the real estate world, mm -hmm. 4.7%, right? Yeah, so if you look at the actual, mm -hmm. we actually, and I'm looking, I'm, and I'm telling this you, this is, US is nationwide, too, right? yeah, nationwide. Yeah. Nationwide saw about a 6% improvement in value year over year. So, so pretty much right on pace with King County. Yep. So we're yep. just slightly ahead of that. There you go. Um, which it's great to hear. And it's, it's interesting to hear too, with rates being higher mm -hmm. throughout most of the year. And a big part of that was we didn't have a lot of supply all yeah. year long. We did yeah. not have a lot of housing coming on the market. I mean, in King County, we had about 29%, almost 30% fewer new listings. Wow. Then from 2022. Yeah. Snohomish County. 33.4% change between November to November. Wow. That's massive. Yeah. Right. And then the amount of sales was down too. So in King County, closed sales down 24.8% and Snohomish County, 25.8%. So just industry wide, a lot less going on, but we didn't see a flood of inventory. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and from the end of the year, from November to November, we actually have seen a 
decline in inventory yeah. in the market yeah in both king and snohomish county so heading into this next year uh, it's going to be interesting 2024 is going to be an interesting year because like we've talked about if some of these things come to pass we may see even greater jumps in the housing market yeah. it, it may take it, it it did take a pretty big hit right away but so it should recover let's pretty talk quick about 2020 I, that by the way that that just that data provides mm -hmm. so much perspective you guys we're, we do this for a living mm -hmm. and we've done this for a living for a long time and i can tell you uh we got whooped in 2023 and it wasn't due to, i mean imagine going to work every day and working really hard and really not having a whole lot to show for it compared to other years like yep. you know i'm working with the same builders and the same financial planners and the mm -hmm. same realtors and even i've got a greater past client pool of people that refer us yeah and the referrals just didn't come in the builder clients didn't come in the, there's not as much going you on sold less homes did you I sell sold less homes? Yeah. yeah so by about 30 plus percent. And so mm -hmm. um, what, I guess, so then transitioning into 2024 mm -hmm. with that perspective, what do you think it's gonna take to one free up, because you can only build so many homes. So we gotta free up some inventory. What do you think it's gonna take for more people to, to sell? And then we've got a buildup of buyers. I mean, I know you just recently yeah. have had a pool of buyers starting to reach mm -hmm. out to you now that rates have dropped yep. and we've kind of rounded this ugly corner of high rates and no inventory. But what do you think has to happen in 2024 for inventory to come back 30 to 50%? Well, even just a bounce back, right, to a more normal market, let's say we get 30% jump, right, back to where we were. And it actually take more than 30% jump to get back to where we were, right? Because we had a 30% drop. So we're going to need to double that uh, to get back to where we were. But I think the biggest change will be those people that are buying their next house, the move up buyer. Yep. So that's somebody that already owns a house instead of buying their next house and holding on to it, which we were seeing. Some of those people became accidental landlords. And we've talked about that, not on this podcast. Yep. Um, I've made videos about it yep. where some people chose to hold on to their property because the interest rate was so low. Some of those people will decide to sell when there's a bigger payout and take advantage of their tax-free capital gains, right? As a primary residence, if they didn't move out you know, too far ago. So I guess if you're looking back, typically, you have to live in a house two out of the last five years as your primary residence to take advantage of that exclusion. So I think there are going to be some people that already bought a new house that will then sell, but we're also going to see people that are going to buy their next home because the rates are better. Yep. And then they will in turn sell that home. And we might have a little bit of the same thing that we saw this year where people hold that home instead of listing it. But I think those that change in itself, just rates coming down, will bring a lot more listings to the market, but it will also bring a lot more buyers to the market. Yeah, yeah. And you also have more first-time home buyers, I think, coming into the market as well. I think we saw quite a few this year that were buying anyway and taking advantage of the lower prices yeah. and biting the bullet on the rates. And those rates are starting to come down. But if you had a great rate in a house that worked for you, there wasn't as much motivation to make that move or that jump yeah. this year. Yeah. But I think in 2024, if rates do come down, which I think both of us expect that to happen, I could see that inventory changing. Mm -hmm. But there will also be just as many buyers coming in. So I don't think we're gonna yeah. have a big massive inventory buildup where prices are dropping or anything like that. If anything, I think we'll start to see the competition returning. Yep. I think we're gonna see the upward pressure 
yeah, on the so prices. Then that's a great segue then into that's what's going to happen, you guys, when rates drop, period. That's what's going to happen. So then and it, what it's does, even already starting to happen yeah. before rates drop, right? Yeah. Because the sentiment's changing. Yeah. But we need that inventory. So even if you have hundreds of thousands of homeowners go, finally, I'm going to sell and I'm willing to exchange my 3% 30-year fixed rate for a 45 or 5%, mm -hmm. okay, and move. We have that buildup of buyers, that buildup of buyers still with a lack of inventory. What's that going to do to home values? They're going to go up. They're going to go up. And even when it was yeah. suppressed with 8% rates, we saw a 6% appreciation. Mm -hmm. So just imagine what four five and a half percent 30 year fixed rates are going to do to that market. I mean, we can already imagine it, right? If we look back to 2020 and 2021, mm -hmm. lower rates we were seeing in the Seattle area, 10%, 15%, 12%, yeah. 8%, yeah. 20, 30%. I mean, we were seeing some massive jumps in home prices yeah. and home values. So yeah. I, I can certainly imagine it. So drum roll. What's your big prediction, dude? 2024. So we're sitting here at the end of 2024. Mm -hmm. End of what do we're going to see? What do you think we're going to be talking about in review? I think we're going to be talking about 10 plus percent. Mm. I want to say 15, but that sounds a little bit intense. Okay. But wow. I'll I, take it. I'll I, take it on my place. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised to see 15% yeah. appreciation or price growth over the next year. Okay. But there are so many factors, right? Yeah. I mean, but even with the higher rates this year and the, the rate roller coaster, we still saw six, still saw six seven percent, right? Crazy. So I think 10% is not out of the question, okay. but if rates really do drop and I mean, heck, if the Fed actually does cut rates 2.75%, mm -hmm. well, I think we're going to be in for it a little bit. Yeah. I, I really think we could see closer to 20. Okay. And we've seen it before. It's not, it wouldn't be the first time. So I'm hearing you say conservatively, you think 10. Yeah. And if you're going to go kind of that long shot. Yeah. 15 you're thinking plus. 15 plus, 15 plus, but 10. It sounds crazy okay. to say it. It does. Yeah. I mean, it does, but then it doesn't because we've seen 30, 40. <laughs> well, okay. Before. You're, yeah. you're, you're the mortgage guy. Mm -hmm. So I want to know. Number one, where yep. do you think rates are going to be? Yep. And then number two, let's say rates do come down yep. a percentage point or two percentage points. How much does that affect people's buying power? It's big time. It, it, it impacts a lot. So you just mentioned that the Fed may, that, that the Fed chairman has come out and said that there's a potential of a 2.7 reduction in the Fed rate. So Real simple, you guys, go look at the chart. You can overlap Fed rates, 30-year fixed rates. Go back and subtract from the current Fed rate, 2.75%. Mm -hmm. You guys, that puts 30-year fixed rates in the fives. Mm -hmm. Now, I like to get a little bit more, I guess, microscopic, if you will. I like the 10-year yep. treasury. Okay. I like the movement. The 10-year treasury is a really good... I'm going to put this up on the screen for you, and you can see this. This is the 10-year and this is 30 year fixed rates. It almost looks like a duplicate. Look at the, now there's obviously a two or 3% gap in between the two lines. Of course. But look at that. It's almost a perfect mm -hmm. parallel up. 10 year goes up, mortgage rates go up. So what Ten you're saying, it's, it's a better parallel than, yeah, than the Fed, the Fed rate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the Fed rate will impact the 10 year. So I'm going to go back to if the 10, now they're predicting that the 10 year treasury they're predicting that the 10 year treasury will between be between three and 4%. Right now it's okay. at about 4%. Mm -hmm. 
That's why rates have dropped. Yeah, it's already dropping. So if it goes to 3%, mm-hmm. you're going to probably see five and a quarter to 5.5 on a 30 year fix. Okay. If it goes to three, let's say it doesn't, let's say it goes to right around three and a half and stays between right where it's at right now and three and a half. Okay. You're going to see five and a half to 6% 30 year fixed rates next year. Hey, that's better so than where we've been this year. So I don't have to go. This is what I love about my industry. I don't have to go out on a limb and make these crazy, grandiose, bold predictions. Is just that what by, you're trying to say I was doing just no, now? No, 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 no. <laughs> but yours is dependent upon a few things. Mine is basically yeah. dependent upon data and what who controls the data, which is the Fed, the government. Mm-hmm. And if you just look at that, what they've said, they know we're, we know they're going to make rate cuts or up to 2.75%. Let's just go and let's reverse engineer that back probably mid fives to upper fives. Yeah. Now people ask me all the time, we're going to see threes. We're going to see fours again. My initial reaction, very conservatively speaking is no. I think that was, I mean, short of us going to war or something really bad happening in our economy, I don't think we'll see that, but I do believe, I think we're going to probably mid fives. At least not for a while. Yeah. Not for a while. We saw it for quite a long time period, you know, Mm -hmm. low, like mid fours, upper fours, low fives. That was pretty common. Mm Mm-hmm. Seems yeah. like we've trended down towards that, but. Well, what caused that? We were buying mortgage-backed securities, the government was, mm-hmm. to stimulate the economy after the 2010-12 collapse, right? And so they were they were in the fours up until about 2018. And then when Trump got into the office, hey, like, we're we not need to, doing this the, the, I think the analogy you said is we need to pull America off the nipple, if you will, the nursing, <laughs> the, you know, the baby was nursing, right? I yeah. heard him say that, right? Hey, I've got I got four kids, I know. You get it. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> you someday you got to stop nursing. They had to. And when they did, rates went up into the fives. And then COVID happened and we bought a bunch of treasure. We bought a bunch of mortgage-backed securities. So we pumped a bunch more money we into it. We, we bought bonds and mortgage mm-hmm. rates went down. And so I think by pulling out of that, which we have, mm-hmm. it would have to take something like a pandemic or a war to cause us to put more money to back into money our to economy. stimulate our economy. Yep. So if none of that happens, I think we're going to be mid fives. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Sorry for the graphic analogy, guys. <laughs> I was just quoting a former. <laughs> it's a great metaphor. It's a yeah. great metaphor, Dan. Yeah. Well, I, this has been super granular, right? And most of our podcasts are a little, a little lighter and a little less data driven or data heavy, but this is an important topic. Mm-hmm. Maybe as a way to end and wrap up, just talking about the activity picking up again. We, we are not seeing a lot of new listings. That's just not normal for this time of year, but people are starting to come back out of the woodwork. Yeah. Right? I've had multiple people that I talked to a year ago or six months ago or a year and a half ago that I've stayed in touch with, followed up with. They're saying, hey, I think I'm ready to buy. Yeah. And some of it is, hey, I, I feel job security, right? Some some of them are in the tech industry. They're like, I, I feel like I, my job's secure. My stock's worth more again. Hey, you remember last year when there was a lot of layoffs and people were, our, a lot of my tech clients were uncertain if they were going to have a job, right? Yeah. For a while. And yeah. then tech, obviously look at the, just look at the returns on the you know mm-hmm. stock market. Tech did good. Tech had a great year. Yeah. And, but there was a, there was a patch, right? Some, yeah. some fear, right? Yep. I think heading into 2023, there was a lot of fear and uncertainty. And I think right now the sentiment's changing. There's yeah. some confidence and there's some hope. Yep. The consumer confidence is back. Yep. And that's, we've seen rates starting to come down. More people are coming in to buy houses. There aren't a lot out there, right? So to me, it seems that getting into the market earlier is going to be better for people than waiting for rates to keep coming down. Amen. I mean, based on this conversation, that's, that's what it seems like for me. So 
Do you have any kind of parting thoughts, Dan, for people as we wrap up this episode? Yeah, I think that what you might've learned from this episode is data is important. And you got two guys mm-hmm. here that don't go out. We're not TikTokers that are looking for views. Um, I'm, one, I'm too old for TikTok. Number two, I just, I think our, what we do for a living, Zach, is too important to just mm-hmm. wing it or off the cuff give, yeah, it's a great time to buy, you should buy. And I think what you do with your Seattle it's real estate It's always a great time to buy and sell real yeah. estate. <laughs> says the part-time real estate agent. I think it's a, I do believe that, but I think there's certain people where it isn't. I think sometimes, and I've heard you get, you advise people yeah. that you should maybe wait it's a little situation bit dependent, yeah. right? Getting yeah. in the market is, it's always better to be, you know, in the market for longer, yeah. timing in the market versus timing the market. That's a yeah. cliche. Yep. And that is true, I would say in a general sense, but there are a lot of people, situations where yeah, yep. it hasn't made sense to buy a house this year. Yep. And those are the conversations. That's why some of those people are talking with me now because yep. I said, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense sense for you to do this. Yeah. But other people it did. Yeah. So, so I think my best parting advice is, um, it's not going to cost you anything. It's free. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Reach out to Zach and I, and we could sit down over some coffee at a table at the same table with a lender and a realtor and do a timing analysis or a cost Mm -hmm. analysis. Like if you bought now, this is where home values are with the predictions that are data backed. If you waited six months, this is what you'd pay for that same type of a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though rates might be down a little, you're gonna pay eight, 10, 12% more for that home. Yep. You'll owe more on that home. So the advice that I'm giving a lot to my clients right now is buy now, if you can find the right home, yep. lock in 2023 or early 2024 price, mm-hmm. you can always go and refinance that mortgage and lower that rate when that time comes at the end of 2024. So um, I would just encourage you, if you have questions, if buying a home is on your radar, sit down and have a strategy session, have a, a total cost analysis conversation and go from there. Yeah. I think that's a good way to wrap this up. So thanks for tuning in. Again, if you got a lot of value out of this episode, please give us a rating. We're looking for more ratings on this podcast. We've been getting some good ones so far. And if you know somebody who would benefit from hearing this podcast or following along, please share it with them. Goodbye, Goodbye, Seattle. Seattle.